importantly, we have you know the global 2,000 companies as our clients. Accenture is their trusted business, digital, and technology partner, and we help to take these deep tech startups to our clients in a joint go-to-market model. So you know we have seen a lot of like I was talking about Yellow Dot AI. Yellow Dot AI has been able to get to some of the biggest organizations in the world without having to spend one dollar of a BD. Right. That's the power of Accenture's uh, network. So both Accenture acting as a client and then taking them to our global 2,000 clients is one of the most important. Hi, I am Pranajit, and welcome to another episode of Deep Tech Musings podcast, a show where we get actionable and tactical insights to take your deep tech startup from zero to one. I'm excited to have with me today Avnish. who is an innovator strategist and a technology evangelist and currently leading accenture ventures a corporate outfit that's playing a pivotal role in enabling the indian startup ecosystem avnish welcome to the show how are you doing thank you very much pranajit to having me and i am doing very well and look forward today for today's podcast yes so when we talk about the startup ecosystem mostly we talk about startups vcs angels incubators and others but the mention of corporates don't come that often so i think with your insights today uh, we are going to change that and i'm really looking forward to our discussion today thank you very much and i hope i'll be able to add value to you and your audience so before we jump and go ahead with a discussion around accenture ventures i fascinated to know more about your personal journey i know you started at the indian army and first of all thanks and salute for your service to the nation and you from there you made a transition to technology so what motivated you for that and how did you achieve it yeah well this is a question which is asked to me often so my transition from the armed forces to managing director role in the corporate world has been an exciting journey filled with challenges and opportunities to grow as a professional after spending around 8 years as part of the elite armed corps arm of the indian army i took premature retirement and proceeded to uk to do a full time mba post my mba i was lucky to have got job opportunities in both uk and us and i decided to take the offer from ibm uk and started my corporate life as a management consultant in my first year only with ibm i was awarded the national excellence award for my work at one of the large automotive oems and post this a number of more rewards and recognitions flowed as i rose to become the automotive lead for ibm for europe however let me be clear that all these did not come easily as i had to uh, make up for my time in the army and work 10 times harder as rest of my corporate colleagues one day i was approached by ibm india to set up an entirely new team based on strategy consulting something which had never been attempted in an offshore model it was also the time when india was growing very fast and i did not want to miss out on being part of uh, the growth journey of india so i decided to relocate back to india in 2006 and settle down in bangalore this transition taught me the lesson that your success in your career is all about jumping from one s curve to the other one needs the self awareness of where you are on your current s curve and as you reach the top of it it is generally the time to look for your next s curve i have seen many professionals stay too long in one particular job to make a very quick jumps and you know they keep on transitioning very fast as well and i think both of these things are wrong after around 11 years working with ibm then i decided to join accenture as head of corporate strategy this was my next s curve in the professional career accenture was entirely different culture that ibm had and i had to adapt 
a lot to fit in. One of the highlights of my early years with Accenture was when I got the opportunity to be the program manager for our global CEO who was uh, visiting India. Here I was able to leverage all my skills and expertise as the aide-de-camp to the governor of Madhya Pradesh and the visit was a very huge success. To be honest, I learned more about managing a global complex business like Accenture in the three days I spent with the CEO than I had done in the past one year. During my time as the strategy head, I realized India was at the cusp of becoming a big startup nation. And it was the right time to switch from strategy to innovation and ventures. And therefore, it was time to jump to the next S-curve again. Coming to the current phase of my career at Accenture, I am now responsible for partnering, investing and acquiring deep tech startups for Accenture. It is a job which I have been doing for the last seven odd years and something I really enjoy doing. Awesome. I love that idea of thinking of career in terms of S-curves. That's a very powerful thought. And many listeners may not realize that uh, story that the journey you have just uh, put forward that took place over three decades. And so you have been doing that repeatedly over those time. So quite motivational. Thanks for sharing that. So now let's discuss about Accenture Ventures. Uh, what was its motivation? You touched slightly uh, there, but can you elaborate a bit more? And also what role it plays in the Indian startup ecosystem? Absolutely. So I started Accenture Ventures about eight years back with one team member and it has been a challenging yet fulfilling journey to take it from an idea to incubation and now to scale. Accenture Ventures, an open innovation program, is universally regarded as one of the most successful corporate innovation initiative in India, which has constantly focused on creating value for our clients, startups and Accenture. The intent for building this capability was to make sure that Accenture was on top of all key disruptive trends which were happening in the India and global deep tech ecosystem. Our focus has been to work with deep tech and deep science startups and help them with expertise, access and funding. To do this, we have built an enviable set of partnerships with startups, VCs, academia, corporate accelerators, incubators, government and industry bodies like CII, NASCOM and FICI including Agni and Invest India. They act as our sourcing channel for startups. Got it. Awesome. Now, we often talk in this podcast about the zero to one journey for startups, but here is an example of how you have built out a zero to one uh, initiative within a corporate. Right. So, uh, zero to one initiatives are not just restricted to startups. If you are in a corporate, you can also take initiative and make it worthwhile. So, that's great to know. Well, actually, we behave like a startup in Accenture. Accenture, as you know, is a huge organization with, you know, 750,000 employees and in more than 300,000 employees in India. But our small team exactly behaves and acts like a small startup. And the job is to be, you know, disruptive and challenge the status quo always. Got it. So how do you define deep tech to begin with? And can you highlight few portfolio uh, deep tech startups? Absolutely. I think this is a much misunderstood concept and a lot of people have different definitions of it. I will give you our definition. So deep tech is a what we call a portmanteau of advanced technologies rooted in groundbreaking scientific research and backed by patents. So deep tech covers a vast area of technological spaces including artificial intelligence, machine learning, augmented reality, virtual reality, internet of things, big data, robotics, blockchain, advanced uh, material science, in silico bio and in silico chemistry. 
3D printing, nanotechnology, quantum computing, microelectronics, bioinformatics, climate tech, and space tech, among others. Deep tech has the power to create its own markets and disrupt existing industries. If you are looking for new lines of businesses and revenue streams, process effectiveness, or other cost savings, deep tech is one of the most important avenues to investigate. Deep technology can also potentially help end the 200-year-old long trade-off between well-being of the planet, which we call sustainability, and our own prosperity. Deep tech is frequently distinguished by its profound enabling power, the differentiation it may produce, and its ability to drive change. Deep technology firms have fundamental and defendable engineering discoveries that set them apart from firms that focus on incremental refinement, supply of standardized technologies, or rely solely on business model innovation to generate opportunities. Deep tech innovations are defined as disruptive solutions built around unique, protected, or hard-to-reproduce technological or scientific advances. Conventional technology is a business innovation with a gestation period of few months to a few years, whereas deep technology is a scientific discovery or engineering innovation that involves deep research and has longer gestation period of more than five years with multiple in-depth trials. Now, Accenture Ventures in India has worked with more than 100 deep tech startups and helped them to scale and globalize. Some of the ones which come to my mind are Yellow.ai, a Gen AI startup which has been deployed in multiple clients across geos around customer service use cases. Flutura, an industrial AI startup focused on oil and gas, we have just ended up acquiring. Pixel, a space tech startup which we have recently invested in. Vaisa, a mental well-being AI startup whose chat box was deployed across multiple countries during the pandemic. Updapt ESG, a sustainability startup to which we have provided grants as well as accelerator support. And Big Things, a Web3 and AI startup with a woman co-founder which won the Accenture Ventures Challenge and is now being actively taken to our clients in the fashion industry. So these are some of the names which come to my mind. But as I said, we have worked with more than 100 startups, both in India and globe. Got it. That's a great roster of startups to have. So what role has Accenture Ventures played in their growth? So Accenture Ventures basically provides three things. We provide uh, first access to our clients. So that is the most important thing a deep tech startup is looking for. And before that also, if I may say, we help them in the validation of the use case. A lot of startups uh, in deep tech space are building products and platforms, but are not sure of whether this is a real life uh, problem in the industry or a particular client. We help them validate that very early so that uh, you know they have the opportunity to either build it further or to pivot to something else. So that's the first thing which we try to do. The second, as I was saying that, you know, we... Accenture ourselves act as a big client for deep tech startups. Like I told you about YSA. When the pandemic happened and there was a lot of anxiety amongst employees, we helped YSA deploy their mental wellness AI chatbot in Accenture with about 300,000 employees. And it was taken to another 25 countries where Accenture is operating. So that is how Accenture can act as a big client and help the deep tech startups scale and globalize. But more importantly, we have, you know, the global 2000 companies as our clients. Accenture is their trusted business, digital and technology partner. And we help to take these deep tech startups to our clients in a joint go-to-market model. 
So, you know, we have seen a lot of, like I was talking about Yellow.ai. Yellow.ai has been able to get to some of the biggest organizations in the world without having to spend $1 of BD. Right? That's the power of Accenture's uh, network. So both Accenture acting as a client and then taking them to our global 2000 clients is one of the most important things. Then obviously we provide mentoring. You know, we have uh, very uh, senior industry and technology evangelists who are able to provide their mentoring. We, for example, run a program just focused on women founders who are in deep tech. And uh, some of our most senior business people, including uh, Mahesh Surale, who leads the entire Accenture Technology Center uh, in India and uh, globally, is one of the mentors for a startup. So mentoring from senior leaders also uh, is something which we provide to our deep tech founders. And then finally, obviously, we provide them funding as well. So uh, we have a program called uh, Spotlight through which we do strategic minority investments. Uh, as I was mentioning, our latest investment in India has been in Pixel, which is a space tech star. That's really interesting and uh, very good to hear. In the startup journey of zero to one, especially in deep tech, I often find startups more uh, focused or passionate about the technology aspect, but they lose out on the use case and if there is actually a need or a problem to be solved. So as you mentioned, you are helping the startups identifying those use cases and that early validation. And then in the one to end... Yeah, for example, yeah. recently we have just uh, announced that uh, we have about 300 use cases in Gen AI. Right, uh, Accenture okay. just came up with that report. So, and we will talk about that. So, if, if there is a Gen AI startup and they are struggling to find what is the key use case which corporates are looking at, that's a good, relevant, recent example on a technology where we can help. Awesome. We'll discuss more about Gen AI uh, in a bit. But now uh, let's discuss about forming partnerships with corporations. How can deep tech founders effectively partner with large corporations like yourself? Yeah, I think that, Pranajit, is a very, very important question uh, in terms of how deep tech startups can scale. So I think the deep tech startups can benefit greatly from partnering with large corporations like Accenture and many others to gain access to clients, funding, expertise, as well as to validate the problem statement the startup is trying to solve. Now, in terms of some of the best practices I have looked at is one, identify strategic alignment, right? Deep tech founders should identify corporations whose goals, values, and expertise align with their own. Look for companies that have a genuine interest in the technology and its potential application. A shared strategic vision forms a strong foundation for collaboration in my experience. And please be beware of corporates which are only interested in getting free POCs done or who don't have a strong business sponsor. These are two big red flags which I would like to mention when you are partnering with corporates. Second is uh, build, uh, you know, so long personal connections and relationships with key decision makers within the corporation. I have seen that the focus sometimes is just on the CIO office. And that may not be the best strategy for deep tech founders. Again, in my experience, I think they should focus more on business unit leads, if possible, who are decision makers and looking to solve uh, real business problems in their entity. The third would be showcase your value proposition, right? So clearly articulate the value proposition of your deep tech solution. Highlight the specific business problem it solves, its competitive advantages, and potential benefits for the corporation. 
demonstrate how your technology can enhance their existing products, processes or services. Then I would suggest that please start small and deliver a successful proof of concept. Begin the collaboration with a small pilot project or a POC that showcases the potential of your deep tech solution. That's important and then you can scale rapidly. Identify and communicate the mutual benefits that both parties can derive from this collaboration. For example, large corporations might be interested in gaining a competitive advantage, accessing disruptive technology or expanding into new markets like Accenture wants to do in space tech and that's why our investment in Pixel. So understand their goals and position of your deep tech solution as a valuable asset that can help them achieve their objectives. Very important thing, Pranajit, what I like to mention is that please address their concerns and manage their risks upfront. Right? Large corporations are risk averse and may have concerns about working with startups such as the scalability, reliability, or intellectual property protection. So proactively address these concerns and provide assurances by showcasing your track record, technology readiness, and robust security measures. Develop a clear plan for risk management and IP protection. And in this case, you can work with established players like Accenture Open Innovation to help you navigate the client organization and their concerns. Because if you take Accenture as a bridge maker or a partner, then some of these concerns of a big corporation trying to understand how to work with a small startup get navigated. So that is the reason why it's a win-win proposition for our clients who get access to most disruptive technology. Startups, you know, who get an opportunity to work with Accenture and our clients and Accenture gets the first feel or the first access to a disruptive product which a startup is making. And finally, I like to say that foster open communication and collaboration and focus on building long-term mutually beneficial partnerships rather than short-term transactions. So don't be transactional in your approach with corporates. And by aligning your goals and sharing risks and rewards, you can establish a foundation for sustainable and fruitful collaboration with the corporate. So remember, successful partnerships require commitment, flexibility, and a willingness to adapt by the startup. By following these best practices and nurturing strong relationships, deep tech founders can unlock significant growth opportunities and leverage the resources and expertise of a large corporation to drive innovation and market success. Those are some really insightful pointers that you have put out and the way you have cohesively stitched together everything really makes for a good framework for any deep tech founder looking to partner with a corporation. Thanks for that. I'm sure the listeners would find it very helpful. Next, I would like to discuss about growth hacking. And you have mentioned how Accenture helps in the GTM and scaling of various startups. But what can deep tech startups do to accelerate this startup growth from themselves? Can you share some pointers around that? Sure, Pranaji. I think the first thing they can do is that they need to focus on market validation, right? Validate the market need and demand for your deep technology solution very early on. Conduct thorough market research, engage with potential customers like I was talking about with Accenture. Gather feedback to ensure that your product technology addresses a genuine pain point. That's the most important. Adapt and iterate based on market insights to refine your offering. That's the lean startup methodology which I'm talking about. Actually, number of startups fail because there is no market for their product, right? So if you are able to ensure that there is a market, that it's, uh, your product is solving a particular pain point, 
then it becomes easier as you go ahead. The second thing is please build a strong team. Assemble a team with diverse skills and expertise to complement your deep tech knowledge. And uh, so this I have again seen that because it's a deep tech uh, startup, founders are generally technology background people and they focus a lot on the product and platform. But I think a strong team which is cross-functional is very, very important here, right? So please also focus on talent which is around sales, global market, customer success, etc. And not just product and engineering. Then forge strategic partnerships for scaling. So as I was saying, we help uh, our startups. Yellow.ai, when they came to us first uh, many years back, they were like about 100k of uh, or 200k of uh, you know revenue. Today they are, I think, somewhere around 30 to 40 million dollars. Right. So that strategic partnership where they very carefully chose Accenture over a number of other service players actually has helped them now becoming, you know, at the cusp of becoming a unicorn. Then, uh, yes, you need to raise your funding. Definitely, you need to do that, but you need to spend frugally, right? So explore various funding options, including VCs, government grants. If you are a sustainability startup or a clean tech startup, there are lots of government grants available there as well. And the angel investment, uh, you know, uh, space in India is booming. So look for that as well. Another important thing is please uh, develop a scalable business model that can support rapid growth, right? So identify revenue streams, pricing strategies. That's an area which a lot of deep tech startups, by the way, struggle. They don't know how to price their product. So that's important. Uh, you need to look at customer acquisition channels that align with your market. And focus on reoccurring revenue models, partnerships, and leverage technology to drive efficiency and scalability. Uh, you need to devote significant time to acquiring and retaining customers. So implement targeted marketing and sales strategies to reach your ideal customer base. Deep tech startups also often operate in a rapidly evolving market. So you need to embrace an agile mindset and iterate quickly based on the market feedback and technological advancements. So continuously experiment, learn from failures, and adapt your strategy accordingly. Stay ahead of the curve by monitoring industry trends and proactively adjusting your product roadmap. Also, deep tech founders must act aggressively invest in intellectual property protection because that is the only thing which a deep tech founder has. So protect your IP through patents, trademarks, copyrights, uh, trade secrets, depending on the nature of your innovation. So safeguarding your IP enhances your competitive advantage, attracts investors, and definitely creates barriers to entry for competitors. The next point is please capitalize on the power of data and Gen AI to gain insights, optimize operations, and drive informed decision making. Collect and analyze the relevant data to understand user behavior, identify trends, and improve your deep tech solution. Data-driven strategies, in my experience, can help you make smarter business decisions and unlock growth opportunities. So, for example, with now Gen AI, you can use it as your co-pilot and leverage its transformational capabilities to optimize your product. And finally, stay connected to the ecosystem. Engage with the deep tech ecosystem by attending industry conferences, joining relevant communities, uh, participating in select corporate accelerators program, and seeking mentorship. So networking with peers, industry experts, and potential investors can help you with valuable insights, connections, and opportunities for collaboration. So these are some of the things, Pranajit, which I would recommend to a deep tech startup, which is looking at growth hacking and scaling. 
strongly echo with all these points uh, just one to two i think i would like to add there which i find quite underutilized uh, given its effectiveness is uh, cold emailing in the especially in the early stage i think getting a feedback from a cold email on your problem statement and your value proposition i think that's a very good validation that you are on the right track because often in the early stage you get try to get feedback from known people or known references and they might have some bias but uh, having a feedback on cold email is completely authentic and to the point what do you think no i think it's a great idea it's something which did not obviously come to my mind but now that you are telling me i think it makes a lot of sense as you are rightly saying that if they are approaching people they already know i think this then i absolutely there could be an opportunity for bias uh, and in that case uh, you know sending these emails and uh, hoping that you know some of those are replied and then you get new insights is absolutely something which taken so i agree from great and uh, also on the point of hiring a appropriate growth team i think that's quite underestimated as well and you rightly put forward uh, that point that Uh, especially in the one to end journey i think in zero to one where the founder is doing most of the sales or the core team is doing themselves so it's good that uh, you are the main growth engine but in the one to end journey as you said the hiring the right set of people to unlock that growth potential is very so that's also something that stuck yeah i think that is a mistake which a lot of deep tech startups uh, make uh, in fact more than i would have wished for yeah. they still look at their track record from 0 to 1 and think that what got them here is going to get them to the next you know milestone which is generally yeah. not the case so i think this is the time where they need to do some introspection look at uh, what are the skills which are available to take you to the next you know uh, frontier generally we have seen a different set of skills these are people who know how to build businesses and uh, who are able to you know build a, a sales organization a customer uh, you know focused organization and these are all new things and new capabilities which you need to add got it okay so now what are the top 3 things that you look for in a startup while deciding them to grow more invest So the top three things we look for a deep tech startup while deciding uh, whether we want to partner with them, invest or acquire. Number one is that disruptive quotient of the product and ability to reshape an industry. You know, when you asked me the definition of deep tech, that is when I mentioned that deep tech has the ability to reshape industries, right? And that is our number one because, as you know, with Accenture is a huge technology organization. so if it is a normal uh, you know kind of a technology we have lots of people who can actually make it you know in a very short time so we are looking for startups which are 2 inch wide and 20 inch deep which means that they do one thing of let's say an automotive or a retail value chain and in that particular part of the value chain they are able to disrupt so we are looking at those startups who have the ability to uh, reshape an industry that's number one second is the ability to scale so accenture is a very big organization and all our clients are big as well right our global 2000 companies are very big so there could be a deep tech startup which is excellent in doing a small poc or even a few pilots but when you are trying to scale that deep tech product into different geographies and different business functions of our client we see that sometimes that is not something which the startup is able to manage point associated with this uh, is also about delivery excellence right so accenture as we know is 
high performance delivered. So we want to work with deep tech startups who not only have a great disruptive innovative product, but they also have a delivery DNA so that they can match the delivery quality of Accenture when we are working with a big client. And finally, the quality of the founders and the team always matters, right? It's more different with Accenture as well. So we carefully look at, uh, and sometimes from an investment point of view, we are actually investing in the entrepreneur than the product itself, right? So uh, disruptive quotient, ability to scale and delivery excellence and the quality of founders and team are the top three things we need. Got it. Sounds good. Now, changing tracks a bit, uh, you have been leading innovation initiatives at various organizations in your various roles. So, what are some approaches that you would recommend deep tech founders they can adopt to foster a culture of innovation in their startup? Yeah, actually, a very good question, Pranajit, because you would expect that deep tech startups are natural innovators, right? Because that is the thing they do the, the best. And I think to an extent it is right as well. But I think as they build and as they grow, somewhere they lose that bit of disruptiveness and agility and they, you know, focus more on things uh, which are uh, maybe, you know, that, that puts innovation in the backseat. So I think fostering a culture of innovation within deep tech startups is crucial for driving continuous growth and staying ahead in a very rapidly evolving landscape. And to do that, these are a few things which I think they can use. So one is create an environment where curiosity is encouraged and valued, right? So encourage team members to explore new ideas, technologies, and approaches. Provide opportunities for learning, experimentation, and knowledge sharing. Very important is foster a culture that embraces asking questions and challenging the status quo. It's very important. Emphasize collaboration and cross-functional teams. Again, I can't stress more on this. So please break down silos and encourage collaboration across different functions and expertise areas within the startup. Promote interdisciplinary teamwork where individuals with diverse backgrounds and skills can come together to tackle complex challenges. Encourage open communication and collaboration through regular team meetings, brainstorming sessions, and cross-functional projects. Then provide autonomy and ownership, right? So you need to empower team members by giving them autonomy and ownership over their work. Allow them to take ownership of projects, make decisions, and explore innovative solutions. Encourage independent thinking, problem-solving, and decision-making within a very supportive and trusting environment. I think this is important that you need to provide a psychological shield to your employees. Only then they will innovate. Celebrating and learning from failure is important. So please, as I was saying, create a safe place where failure is viewed as an opportunity for learning and growth and not something which is looked down upon. Encourage your team members to take calculated risks and learn from failures or setbacks. Celebrate both successes and failures. Emphasize the importance of experimentation and resilience in the innovation process. Finally, encourage diverse perspectives and inclusivity, right? This is very, very important. And if everybody is a clone of each other in the organization, then there is no promotion and flow of new ideas. So please make sure that inclusion and diversity is looked at. Uh, you are recognizing and rewarding the innovators in your team. And most importantly, lead by example. As a deep tech founder, lead by example by embracing innovation yourself. Demonstrate a willingness to take risks, explore new ideas, and adapt to changing circumstances. 
So I think if you are able to do these things, you will make sure that in your journey, especially from one to a hundred, when you are trying to put scale and structure in your organization, you do not lose the innovation streak, which is what, you know, built you yeah. and which is what your unique selling point is. So if you do these things, it will certainly help. Yeah, and I strongly echo with the point regarding failures. I think accepting failures and learning from failures is something which should be encouraged, uh, not even within startups, but also at a very large uh, in our educational system and corporates uh, there as well. That's something which is very important. Any examples you would like to highlight uh, where you have seen startups or people uh, learning from failure and coming out stronger? So, you know, every startup founder comes to this dilemma at one time or the other of uh, whether to pivot or perceive it, right? I think yeah. this is a million dollar question which each startup founder faces, <laughs> you know, and, and that is when, you know, the, all yes. this thing comes up because on one hand, you have to make sure that you are pivoting to a new idea or a new product if you find that the earlier one is not working. But then you also need the resilience to persevere as well because sometimes the startups close out when they are just one step away from success, right? So I think there is no magic thing in this, but I have seen a number of startups, you know, who have done multiple pivots after multiple failures. And, you know, that has something which has made them much more stronger and resilient. I have also seen startups which have got investments after making 160 investment pitches right they got it in the 161st pitch to a investor awesome so i think uh, you know <laughs> okay. there is no failure here uh, i always say that deep tech is a marathon it's not a sprint yes right but you need to know when to pivot or pursue it got it okay so let's move to the last aspect of our discussion today and uh, we touched briefly about it on uh, before around that's generative ai a generative AI is emerging as a paradigm shift uh, in today's world and everyone is uh, talking about it and trying to grapple uh, what to do with it. So what is Accenture Ventures' viewpoint on it and what it is it doing to capitalize on it? Yeah, I'll give you the Accenture viewpoint uh, because uh, Accenture Ventures is obviously aligned to what Accenture does. So yeah. generative AI has become a huge new opportunity for Accenture thanks to customers' demand for new ways to transform their business and to the investments that Accenture has made. So no previous technology wave has captured the intention of our leaders and of our clients and the general public as well as fast as Gen AI. So from an Accenture point of view, we have announced a mammoth investment of $3 billion dollars in AI okay. and have established a company-wide generative AI and large language model center of excellence. So this team brings together about 1,600 professionals dedicated to generative AI and awesome. leverages the depth and experience of more than 40,000 AI and data professionals across Accenture. And then we just announced partnership with all three hyperscalers, so Microsoft, Azure, AWS, and Google Cloud, to jointly build Gen AI capabilities. And additionally, Accenture has made significant acquisitions worldwide when it comes to AI. We have invested a total of 11 AI-related businesses, of which three are from India, Flutura, Bridge, I2I, and Byte Prophecy, with Flutura being the most recent investment. Got it. 
that sounds interesting so uh, where can startup learn more about these generative ai initiatives on accenture like you mentioned there are some 300 use cases that accenture had pointed out can they find it somewhere so that they can relate to it or any other resources that you would like to point to yeah so actually we just completed about um, uh, about a month back we completed the accenture ventures challenge uh, this is a annual property one of the most sought after deep tech challenge in india where we are trying to constantly okay. identify and uh, highlight some of the most disruptive startups this time the focus was on areas all deep tech but it was areas on low you know, science tech space tech advanced computing which had a segment of gen ai and then web3 and metaverse as well Got it. so lots of gen ai startups actually about 40 of them had applied for this and they got to know what accenture is doing in that and a number of them have now been onboarded as accenture's open innovation partner in fact the startup which won the gen ai segment was a startup called able and they have a very very disruptive product which they have built called chatable and which is able to address a very unique problem in gen ai which is about hallucination right so as i said we are looking for startups which are 2 inch wide and 20 inch deep and these are the kind of startups even in gen ai which will uh, you know benefit from partnering with accenture so properties like accenture ventures challenge and a number of podcasts and linkedin uh, you know mails which we do on gen ai and updating our startups on gen ai they can easily come to know our use cases and our priorities and a lot of them connect uh, directly with me and my team members as well so i think all these avenues are open for startups to understand how they go about in their journey on genai working with exchange got it uh, avnish i think you have uh, motivated a lot of us to go 20 deep or even deeper for that matter uh, throughout today's discussion it was an absolute pleasure having you here thanks for all your insights and the recommendations that you have put forward so uh, intuitively and well laid out manner Uh, well i would uh, like to thank you pranajit for giving me this opportunity to be part of this podcast and i think that even if one or two ideas which i have given here are able to help our deep tech founders i think uh, my job would have been done and i would like to wish all the deep tech founders who are listening to this podcast that you are doing something very very incredible it's a very tough and a lonely job i understand because i work with hundreds of you So please keep going, and any time you want to reach out to me, please connect on LinkedIn or just drop me an email, and uh, we will be, you know, much happy to help you in anything relating to either your market access, your product market fit assessment, or your funding. So again, Pranjit, thank you for having me today. Thanks for sharing that, and I'll put all the links in the show notes. I'm sure uh, listeners will be more curious to find out, and they will have that on the show notes. Thanks again, Avnish. Uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day.